Hi everyone, I'm Chris. And I'm Corey. Join us on our foul-mouthed adventure through the 80s as we answer the questions you didn't know you had, point out the things you missed, and recap the behind-the-scenes stories that likely never happened. You're listening to That's Basically the 80s. Welcome back, Corey. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, i just been working on some song lyrics. Oh, yeah? It what goes, you got? Uh, on the third week of Christmas, that's basically the 80s gave to me. Um, some uh, buildings blowing up and Professor Snape in a tower. And a shitload of cowboys? Yeah. Or at least one cowboy, Mr. Right? Cowboy. Mr. Cowboy. He's got, like... Does anybody have that Alan Rickman voice other than Alan Rickman? No. I mean, obviously he's got it, but is yeah. there anybody that you could compare that to? Nope. He's just him. Mr. Potter. I wonder if I they do it. I wonder if they called him Alan Mr. Big Dickman. Probably. That was his fucking college name, mm-hmm. you know, because he, like, he didn't bloom in high school, yeah. obviously. Right. Talked to him about Harry Potter mm-hmm. and James Potter, but then once he hit that college era, yeah. he really... He really started to shine, you know. Mm-hmm. Not enough to get the defense against the dark arts. No, but, you know, enough. But, it, I mean, he was paying his bills. He's like, this isn't the only snake um, that I have on my body. Right. This is this is the small one. Mm-hmm. His little arm tattoo snake. Yeah. <laughs> Notice it's as big as my arm. Did you hear when I said it's the small one? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like at the graveyard. <laughs> and someone's like, this guy fucking lost it years ago. Man, he's talking to a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like trying to talk to Lily. He's like, yeah. I swear she's there. I Can you see her? <laughs> I think that's her Patronus bending over. It's messed up. <laughs> um, professor, that's not a Patronus. You know that that's just a, like a Asian robot, right? Uh, <laughs> he, he bought that on eBay at a discount. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to need some Patronus oleum jelly, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And then they just turn around and walk away. It's like, we got to get out of here. Right. <laughs> College is too much. Uh, that's rough. <laughs> well, that concludes our episode of, um, what was our Harry Potter podcast called? Um, Snape's on a Train. <laughs> Snape's on a Train. Yeah. yeah. So this is part two. So I guess eventually we'll just end up having like a Professor Snape mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. We'll slowly work it into we'll, rotation where we'll, it just exists. We'll get him in here and I'll just ask him questions. I'll just interview Professor Snape. And, yes. So that'd be a good one. That'd be a good Patreon episode. Hell yeah, it would. Anyways, tonight we have another debatable Christmas movie. Yeah. So it's like if you watch the TV show Friends, they'll talk about this movie, and I think they even argue if it's a Christmas movie or not. But they love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's called Die Hard. Not Die Easy. Nope. Die Hard. Die Hard. When they say Die Hard, does that mean that it's like you're hard to kill? Mm-hmm. Or is it like when you hit the ground from falling off of the building, like you hit really hard, so you just like died extra hard? I think it's kind of like a little bit of both, because they're like hard to kill, but once they do, they just slap them down hard. They're like, there's only one guy mm-hmm. that is hard to kill, and there's one guy that dies, but he doesn't die, right. and then he dies at the end, and we'll get into him. Yep. Anyways, I think I chose this movie, didn't I? Yeah. Obviously, because, you know me, I'm like, what are the three requirements for a movie? People get shot and or punched. Bruce Willis titties and you have to say fuck at least mm-hmm. a couple of times right yep that's and all you need so did we have anybody getting shot and punched in this movie there was one check mm-hmm. were there any titties yep check there was um one on a magazine at least and some real life ones at least right and did they ever swear keep k motherfucker so three checks boom this Mr. is a good movie oh boy <laughs> yeah it's a good movie that's all i need and you know People have debated, and I don't think we're going to sit here and debate it because I don't care. I'll watch this movie yeah. Christmas. I'll watch it at Halloween. I'll watch it in the morning. Easter. Easter. I'll switch back and forth. Be like, oh, Ten Commandments is on commercial. Go to Die Hard. Boom. <laughs> Die Hard's on awesome. commercial. Go to Ten Commandments. Oh, I wonder what Charlton Heston's doing. Oh, he's moving some water. Oh, I wonder what Bruce Willis is doing. Oh, he's uh, jumping off of a building holding onto a fire hose. Yeah. You know, that's just what I do. So we're throwing this in our Christmas episodes. I say it's Christmas, maybe. So do I. I mean, they have Christmas music. Mm-hmm. There's it takes Christmas. place on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. He's going home to see his family on Christmas. 
So what more do you need? Yeah, there's Christmas tree, mm-hmm. you know, and there's cocaine. Yep, like that's the three things that make Christmas Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, do you want to do any shout outs or anything before we really jump into this? Do we want to do any promotional stuff? You know, we gotta we gotta try and con you guys into signing up for our Patreon and right. leaving us some iTunes reviews and stuff. You know, yeah, um, could definitely use some iTunes reviews and shout outs on there how you found us and whether or not you've enjoyed the podcast or not. That really helps us get found um, in the directories and everything like that. And another cool thing you could do is on the Anchor tab or Spotify or wherever you listen to this at, Mm -hmm. you just click on that little share button and then send it to your friends. Be like, oh, is that friend a badass? Yeah, send it to them because we're badass. Right. Is that friend a douchebag? Yeah, probably. Send it to them, and then they'll change from douchebag to badass because of us. Could happen. <laughs> we could do that. But yeah, I think that that would be good if anybody could give us a review, if you would like to. We'll shout you out if you do. Read it on, on the air. Um, and then additionally from that, I think that we are going to uh, be on... Namely, 90s, which is a 90s kind of nostalgia podcast. And we are going to be guest starring on their one of their Christmas episodes. So that will be coming out and we will be sharing that episode and super pumped to work with them on that. So shout out to them. Everybody go check them out and follow them. You know it. Because, I mean, like, we're 80s motherfuckers and we're 90s motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, we were born in the 80s, but we ran the streets in the Mm -hmm. 90s and... Now we don't really run anywhere, but we're know. like, well, only because it's like icy outside because yeah. we still both run. It's like a degree mm-hmm. soon. Like, I think I kind of think we're two thousands motherfuckers also though, right? Because we did that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. We were there at the turn of the millennium. Yep, turn not, of the millennium falcon. Not a lot of people were there. There's only like eight. Yep, everybody else was asleep. Those bitches. <laughs> anyway, so should we jump into this movie? Uh, yep. So let's start this thing off right at the beginning. You've got Bruce Willis, John yep. McClane, on the airplane, mm-hmm. and he's kind of freaking out a little bit, right? He's got that little bit of flying anxiety. Yeah. And then let's talk about the real villain of the movie. Mm-hmm. That guy sitting next to him in the middle seat. Yeah. That guy's like, I fly everywhere. I'm like, I fly here. I fly there. I've been flying for years. Do you know how many sky miles I have? 69 million. Yeah. And you know what I do every time I get off the plane? I go take off my shoes and my socks, and I dig my toes into them toe fists into the carpet. Yeah, at his hotel, right? Right. And that's how he knows that he's going to be okay. And he grounds himself that way, and he's like, oh, it gets it going. Mm-hmm. What does John McClane do? He listens to him. Yeah, he goes and he does it because he gets to the hotel. Well, first he has the limo ride, and we'll talk about the limo guy because he's right. cool. But then he goes into the hotel, and he's freaking out already because... Um, it's busy, and there's all kinds of people there, obviously. And then he kind of gets in a little fight with his wife, whatever. And then so he, what does he do? He takes off his shoes, and he's like digging the man. Yeah, he's like, I got to get centered in this. And then what place. happens? Fucking terrorists. Everybody, well, they, everybody keeps calling him terrorists, and they're like, why do they call us terrorists, dude? We're just wants some money. You right. know? We're just bank robbers, man. Yeah. And so then he has to run upstairs with his gun, no shoes or socks on. He has mm-hmm. to save the day. Shoeless, which yep. is some bullshit, if you ask me. I've never even taken my shoes off since the first time I saw this movie. Yeah, I shower with my shoes on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fucking Air Jordans. Yeah, because they air dry. <laughs> or do you float? <laughs> All I'm saying is, always have a pair of shoes on standby. Or, I mean, this is this is a controversial take, but if the terrorists show up, just fucking put your shoes back on, man. Yeah, they're going room to room, mm-hmm. like shooting people and stuff. Just put them back on. Zip. Just throw them on. You don't even have to tie them up at that point. Mm-hmm. Just throw or them on. just grab them and go. Yeah. You know, he grabbed his gun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Grab your shoes. Grab them shoes. Run out there and be like, oh, I don't have shoes on right now. I can make it up two flights of stairs without shoes. Yeah. But then I'll take a 30-second break and I'll throw these bitches on. And then you know what? I'll bet you he would have saved the day a lot faster. Yeah. He would have took care of it. Because later it becomes an issue. Badass Hans Gruber, a.k.a. Professor Snape, a.k.a. The bad guy in Quigley Down Under. Yep. Quigley goes down. Yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Sheriff of Nottingham. Yep. He's like, hey, blonde motherfucker, shoot the glass. He doesn't have any shoes mm-hmm. on. And then he cuts his foot up. Yep. He you does. Know? He's like, and then he calls 
fucking Carl Winslow. He's like, I'm probably going to die up here. I got cut feet. You know what happens when you got cut feet and people are chasing you? They run faster than you do. Mm-hmm. And Carl Winslow's like, look, man, I don't run anywhere except for the Twinkie store for hmm. my pregnant wife. But I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how no matter what movie he's in, mm-hmm. we call him Carl, Carl Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, Because he was in Ghostbusters. He was a cop in that. Carl mm-hmm. Winslow. He's in Die Hard. Carl Winslow. He's yeah. in whatever else he's in. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Isn't his name like Jamarcus or? I don't know what it is. Reginald. Reginald. Oh yeah, Reginald. Reginald. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, Carl <laughs> and the terrorist that told him not to put his shoes on at the hotel. Right. So yeah. those two, yeah, those, those guys were working together actually. Yeah. He's the accomplice that's outside of the bank. He vault. was like the head ringleader. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sending Hans Gruber in. You. Look like a kind of guy that could start some shit, you know? Yeah. So he was just thinking ahead, and it almost worked for him. You know, had he had he told him to, like, take his pants off or something, be like, you know, you got to take them pants off and you got to sit in a cold bath. <laughs> I don't know. Then he wouldn't have. He would have been like, this guy doesn't know. So imagine this. You've got John McClane, badass, <laughs> sitting in the cold bath. And then terrorist attack, and then he runs out, and all he can do is, like, grab the bar, not the bar, the hotel complimentary. I guess it's not even a hotel, but let's say they have a complimentary robe there. So he just has, like, a, a pink robe up, and he <laughs> looks like fucking Ralphie in that nice. red. <laughs> and then he has to save the day in that. That'd be cool. So. A complimentary robe in the office. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, she's, like, second in command, right? right? So she's got that nice office. Right. Cause... Well, she becomes first in command pretty quick. Yeah, because... Hans is like, who put you in charge? She's like, you did, motherfucker. Yeah. Remember when you yeah. shot my boss? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm rich, bitch. What? <laughs> she's like, why don't we just load this shit up and go? Yeah. You know? She's like the number three. Mm-hmm. So you got Hans, you got airplane guy, and you got her. Yep. And they're, you know, they make some money. They get out of there. But So anyways, that's the opening of the movie. Where do you want to j- dive into? Do you want to talk about Hans and the takeover? Do you want to talk about the cocaine fiend fucking co-assistant do you want to talk about the limo driver i mean the sky is the limit do you want to talk about the multiple titties in the show um let's talk about the limo driver because he's awesome right he just showed like he john mcclain gets off the plane and then uh the limo driver dude is uh holding up the sign he's like oh shit is that for me and he's like yep and he's like what do we do now it was all awkward right he's like i don't know this is my first limo drive and then so he puts the big stuffed bear in the back mm-hmm. and then he's riding up front with the limo driver, and he's like, sorry about the mess, man. I don't know. I'm like, most people just ride in the back and have shots of tequila. Right. But his name's Argyle. Argyle? Mm-hmm. Just like the sweater. Which guy? The limo driver. Like, is that his character name, or mm-hmm. is that the actor name? Argyle? Yeah, that's that's his name in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, because yeah. he's like, Argyle, I hope you heard that one single gunshot. Yeah, I hope you heard that one gunshot, and you're calling the cops now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then they're cruising down the road in the limo, and he's got, yeah, he's got the bear in the back, and then he's just sitting up front, because... He's like, I don't know how to ride in a limo. He's like, I'm a beat cop from New York, you know? Yeah. Fuck it. I ride in the, you know who rides in the back? The bad mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Usually, usually the Argyles. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, Argyle comes in clutch though. Yeah. At the end. He does. Because he does exactly what he should do. He drops him off. He's like, look, man, here's the car phone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make things sweet with your honey and you're going to go home, just ring me up and I'll yeah. go bounce. If not, I'll get you to a hotel and, you know, we'll go have some shots together. You yeah, know? we'll go party. And then, uh, so he's hanging out and he's jamming to music and he's calling all of his girlfriends, you know, he's got that car phone. He's got lots of people lined up. He's like, yeah, I'm calling for my car. You know what that means? I have the car. Yep. Cause not a lot of people had car phones back then, nope. I would imagine. But so he's calling all these people and then eventually he gets bored. So he's having a couple of the shots of tequila himself, you know, and he's mm-hmm. hanging out. Then, uh, does he turn on the news? Does he have a little, like, is it on the radio or does he have a little I think TV he's listening to the radio and, and then, then he's like, oh shit. News. Mm-hmm. Finds out, and then as he's trying to leave, they, like, block him in. Yeah. but Well, that's when they, like, cut the power, I think, and that's when, like, the security gates close down, so he gets stuck in there. Right, because they lock down yeah. all the building. Yeah. But he does come in clutch at the end, because mm-hmm. old computer guy's about to run off with all the money. Yeah. And then he rams him, and then freaking sucker punches him. Punches like, the shit out of his face. And he's like, yeah, I saved the day. And we're at the final investigation, they're like, oh, wasn't there 10 bags of money back here? He's like, nah, man, no, there's, there's only nine. nine. Tell Nine me, bags. Tell me you wouldn't walk away with a little bit of that. I mean, like, it's one of those be pieces like, of paper was worth $100,000. But I don't think you can, like, trade them in anywhere, right? Bear bonds? 
Because you just go to the bank. Because people would be like, oh, that's the bear bonds from that giant heist that we're missing something. But I think that's the deal with like bear bonds is like they're not traceable. Oh. Like I think that's why, because you can get them in huge amounts. What if people traded bear bones? Bear bones. Like like, is this a femur? It'd be like that femur is worth 20 grand. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you have like a bare knuckle bone, it'd be like a thousand. Yep. Something like that. Just trade them around. Can you have a knuckle bone? Or is like the knuckle the spot in between the bones? There's two bones together. So like a joint. So you'd have to have two pieces. Be like this mm-hmm. one half a knuckle bone is worthless without the other. I think that'd be a terrible idea. That's like the ivory trade. And that's like a super <laughs> awful thing. <laughs> right. It's like the freaking terrible idea. shark fin soup. It's yeah. Just, don't go there. No reason to do it. <laughs> just go back to bear bonds. Those are way more practical. Bear bonds. Um. Yeah, I'd probably grab a couple. Hell yeah! You that know, one guy's not going to use them anymore. Yeah, for sure. Like he's just going to pass those on to Die Hard's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a secret plan set. Die Hard's wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the actual German not terrorist group. You know, because how like I brought it up many times, and you and Carrie were just like, "Dude, that's the '80s." But like they were completely dressed. Like with the oversized clothes. Yeah, badass European clothing and like long flowing hair yeah. and shit. And all the Fabio looking motherfuckers yeah. and everything. And then you got the one random like Asian dude with the slick ass mustache, right? Yeah. That was like digging into the candy. But but yeah, for most of the part, these guys like they, like, I don't know. I would imagine all of these guys being in the band, the Scorpions. They're in the band Hans and the Pussy Groovers. Ooh. Hans and the Pussy Grabbers, maybe. Yeah, that's why I said Grabbers. It's like Grabbers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that was just kind of like how those '80s movies were. And and if someone was like, "Okay, name another one," I'd be like, "I can't." I just like that's what I think of. Oh, actually, I can. The bad guy from um, the Chipmunks movie when they go around the world in the um, hot air balloons. Those guys kind of look like slick ass motherfuckers in suits. It's true, huh? You talking like the cartoon one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was from the 80s too, wasn't yeah. it? That was a badass movie too. Movie's good as hell. Yeah. You ever been in a hot air balloon? No. Me either. Would you go in one? Uh, If Carrie went in one. Carrie will never go in one. I know. She's afraid of heights. I would probably go in one. Yeah. Carrie's so afraid of heights. Literally watching Movies this about movie heights. freaked her out. <laughs> you know, because tall people fuck her up. Yeah. She's like, oh shit. Oh Are you God. scared up there? I'm like, hey, Carrie, why don't you step up on this little step stool and put this on yeah. the top shelf? And she's like, nope. Carrie would have started that movie quickly. Get down from there. We're hiding under, not above. <laughs> no, she was freaking out like when he tied off on with the. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was all fucked up. She's, she's like, like uh-huh. nope, no. I'll die. I'll blow up. Mm-hmm. Which that would be pretty scary. Like you're just tying off to a fire hose. Yeah, and then you're just gonna jump off the building like forty stories up. Mm-hmm. And he actually didn't even really need to because, like, when the ceiling busted in, if he had just stayed on the edge, it didn't really collapse right there. Well, but it still blew out because that thing where the fire hose was, uh-huh. it exploded out and went off the edge. Yeah. So he would have been standing right in that same spot, so he might have blown off just out the edge. move out of the way. Just, like, dodge the concussion. Mm-hmm. Can you dodge The a... concussive blast? I guess I forgot about those. Yeah. Things. So, but whatever. Anyways, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a story. He made it barefoot off yeah. the thing. I would have got shot right away. Probably. I don't know if I'd have got I would have been like one of the dudes in the office, like partying with like some girls and stuff. I'd be like, let's stay in here. You'd probably, been, it's probably you'd safer. Have, you'd have been in that office with that girl that showed her titties off, huh? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hey, we're just in here partying. Just, I know you're terrorists. We don't have any guns or anything. Just give us like give us, more Give seconds. us like a couple more hours. And the girl's like, more like two minutes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to save our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and she just looks over the terrace and terrace looks at her and she's like all right two more minutes <laughs> uh, that's funny it's messed up but, stupid joke <laughs> but you know what do you what do you do so then let's talk about the very first terrorist that he takes out fucking uh fabio's brother brother mm-hmm. yeah he gets him good yeah because he comes in there and goes hey guy i'm not gonna hurt you and what's the first thing you do he jumps around the sheetrock and like starts shooting he's like oh one, if you want to trick me or tell me you're not going to hurt me, don't shoot. Right. Two, don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that that scene was also pretty jacked up too because John McClane's the badass savior, right? And he comes up and he's got the drop on this guy. So what does he do? Puts the gun to his head. He's like, don't move, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then he throws his gun away and then gets in a fist fight with a guy that's twice his size. I know. 
Like, don't do that. No. And then shoots him anyways. Oh, no, he pushes him down the stairs. Yeah, they end up getting in a tussle, and then they fall down the stairs, and his neck breaks. Yeah. But it's like, come on, dude. The guy has a machine gun, Mm -hmm. and he's going to kill you. If you don't want to shoot him, at least run up there and kneecap him or something. You're in a construction zone. I'll bet you could find something to hit him with, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Hit him in the leg, hit him in the arm, knock the gun out of his hand. Do something. Something other than just walk up and say, surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, even then, he's like... uh, the. The guy's like, I know you're not going to hurt me because you have rules. And he's like, that's what my captain keeps saying. And then, like, so he's all, like, a badass cop that follows the rules. And then that guy dies. And then he immediately, like, writes on him, like, hey, Hans, I killed your bitch. And, like, throws him (laughs) down. (laughs) Like, where's the rules now? He sends him down the elevator. He writes (laughs) on his shirt, ho, 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 I got a machine gun. Ho, 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 bitch. Guess what I'm going to do with your other friend? I'm going to throw him a Carl Winslow. That's right. I'm going to throw this guy off the roof. And... What all does he do? Like, he, he shoots some guys, mm-hmm. and he blows up a whole story of the building, yeah. and he sets off the fire alarms, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, so when he is trying to get help, right? Right. And he goes to the phone, and the phone's dead, and then that's when the dude shoots, like, the one shot. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Argyle, I hope you heard that. And then he just, like, stops and looks across the to the other building. Yeah. And then there's just another random naked lady walking around the building over there and he just has to stop and pause and be like, damn. Like, I thought maybe that was going to go somewhere. Like, maybe he was going to try and signal help do something. No, he was just straight up just taking a peep show for a second, Mm -hmm. which run and run and stop. Goddamn. Keep running. (laughs) And then uh, how does he finally get help? Oh, he he snags radio. Yeah. And then he calls on the emergency line and the lady's like, this is for emergencies only. He's like, bitch, this is an emergency. She's like, I think I'm calling. This is for emergencies only. I'm telling you, what's up? Like, argues right. for like, and then finally there's some gunshots and stuff, and then that's how they get. Oh. I know, and even then she doesn't believe. She's like, Carl Winslow, see if you can go over there and figure out what's happening. He's like, well, I'm about to go home, and I'm getting some Twinkies, <laughs> but whatever, you know, it's on the way, I'll stop. It's literally like across the street. Right? <laughs> he looks up, how fortunate. <laughs> he's like, shit, the building looks okay. <laughs> what if he's just like, yeah, that building's good and just took off? Totally fine. So then he actually does go check instead of just yeah. running off. He's like, guess I'll go. And then he walks around in there and talks to the security guard a little bit. And he's like, shit, I'm going to look around. And he's like, I have time for this shit and leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's when um, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor guy comes flying yeah. out and yeah. crushes the car. Yeah, because well, the one guy, the security guard... The old security guard got shot in the head, and then the new henchman, he's just like sitting there, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm watching a basketball game. I bet a bunch of money on there just trying to act natural and stuff, you know? Right. And then uh, Carl Winslow's walking around, and he's like, fuck this. Like, there's obviously nothing going on here. This guy's just watching the goddamn basketball game. I guess we'll go. And so he's like, all right, you have a good night. And he's like, you too. And then he leaves, and then John McClane looks up, and he's like, son of a bitch. Oh, no, you don't. He's like... Uh, what am I going to do? And he's like pounding on the window. And then like, I wonder if he thought to himself like, oh yeah, I'm 10,000 feet in the air. There's no way he can hear me. And he's inside his own car. What can I do? Uh, I've got an idea. I'll just throw this guy at him. I'll throw a body at him. <laughs> you know, it worked. Right. It crushes his car. And then and then they like, immediately start shooting at him. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Throws that shit in reverse. <laughs> he goes from going home with a box of Twinkies to freaking 10 on the, right. oh, shit a meter. <laughs> <laughs> what if like that other lady was just like, sir, this is reserved for cops. And he's like, bitch, I'm a cop. And she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she's like, um, someone else go check out what's going on. <laughs> and they just are it's like... just send them one at a time. Send them one at a time and they just all get stuck and they all wreck their car in the uh, ditch. And like, just send help. What if he like threw the body out and then he just like plopped into the bushes and that Carl didn't even notice. <laughs> he just goes home. He like lands right behind him and he's like, shit, another one again? Right. <laughs> he's just like, he just goes home and he doesn't even notice it and then he's just there like him and like it's like showing the action scenes. He's fucking running, running, running without any f- shoes on and then like it like cuts and then it just shows like family matters and they're just like eating some Twinkies just having a good night. They're like, you know, I love you. I love you too. What are we gonna do tomorrow? Oh, you know, I got like some stuff going on and then like cut back and he's just like fucking running you know <laughs> like it's just like explosions <laughs> and shit and then like cuts back and then he's just like man i did i tell you like someone pulled a prank call at work and i had to go and check out this big building there was nothing going on and then just like it flashes back and he's getting choked out that would be a great movie <laughs> then they turn on the news later and it's like 
Nagatomi Tower. Right. And they're like, oh shit, I was his, just there. His wife's like, was that the building that, that blew up? And he's like, oh, nope, that was a fucking completely different building. He's just like... No, I was at the uh, Naga... I was at the Kawasaki Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh shit! Just uh, let's just watch the Grinch. Just changes the channel. It's like, oh, this is much better TV. <laughs> Goddamn news! <laughs> uh, that's the movie I want to make. That's the Howard Hughes movie right there. That's right. So, um, but yep, he fucking throws that body at him, and then Carwin's is like, fuck, and then he drives off into a ditch, and then all the cops show up. Yeah, and then that's when introduce, um. The fucking dickhead principal yeah, from the I ate pieces club. of shit like you for breakfast. You ate pieces of shit for breakfast? Now he's like, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horn. You get the bullhorn. Like, does he ever yell at him on a bullhorn? No, he only talks with the radio. Never yeah, mind. But he's still an asshole. Like he plays the same character. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I used to be a principal. He calls. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you you're off. Good. He like calls up um, Professor Snape, and he's like, he's like, you're grounded. I, your ass is mine for the rest of the summer. And he's like... For the rest of your natural he's life. He's like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the other Han, Hans Gruber's best friend, he's just like, stop. Stop. <laughs> You're going to end up in prison forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emilio Estevez just fucking smoking weed in the corner. And then it... Uh, so then it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it goes to the captain at the police station they're just talking like how they became cops and he's like yeah i used to be a principal but then this dickhead janitor called me out of my shit you know and got fired i got fired and so now here i am just being a cop now i'm just the leader of the fbi you know fuck it so whatever uh i guess we'll get into what happens um once the actual whole cavalry of police officers show up after our break right once the fbi takes over yeah those arrogant johnson and johnson yes we're on the case so yeah i guess we'll go to a commercial all right after these messages we'll be right back Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen thank you for taking a break to listen to our commercials yeah we worked really hard on that it's a brand new commercial yeah we recorded for like one full minute mm-hmm. it was awesome yeah i was like hey i have an idea let's do it and we did it mm-hmm. so any of you guys that have ideas that are worth doing just Stop wasting your time and do it. Or just like give us your ideas. If anyone has an idea for a commercial, then let us know and we'll do it. Or a Patreon conversation and then you can sign up for Patreon and we'll talk about it. True. Hell yeah. So let's take a quick break from Die Hard okay. and Christmas. And we're going to jump into one of them kind of crazy teen dramas from the 90s. Oh shit. It's got a couple of crazy good actors. At least yep. one. That went on to make some awesome movies like Batman and A Knight's Tale and some other shit. So, are you talking about Heath Ledger? Yep. Okay. So, I don't know if you remember anything about this movie or not, but it's been a while since I've seen it. What are among the lists of the 10 things that I hate about you? Oh, I don't know any of the lists, but I love that movie. I know. It's a great movie, and I haven't watched it forever, and I don't know why. Right. Um, Actually, I just thought about... Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You Today When I Was Getting My Eye Exam. Really? Yeah. Because was on your list of one things you hate is getting your eye examined. But most of all, I hate how I don't hate you at all. I just hate eye exams. No, so I uh, was looking at some new frames for my glasses, and um, one of the brands was Izod's, and I was just like, word got out that I buy my Izod's in an outlet mall. There was an uprising. Because <laughs> that's from 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> Shit. You... I had a feeling that you would know more about this movie because it's been a long yeah. time since I've seen it. But yeah, no, I, I love that movie. Um, <clears throat> super good movie. It's got uh, JGL in it, one of my favorites. Yep, he's Joseph also in the Batman series. Like, yep, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays uh, who? Robin. Yeah, the yeah. cop in the third one. Mm-hmm. And it's got Julia Stiles, so yep. she's cool. Mm-hmm. And Julia Stiles, uh, also known as Computer Chick in some of the Bond movies. True, not Bond movies. Born movies, Jason Bourne movie, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, but I always like Julia Stiles a lot. Um, and yeah, Heath Ledger, great, great actor. Loved yeah, him for sure. But um, yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You. It's probably like maybe my favorite um, like teen drama 
movie ever. I, I think ever? I love that one the most out of all those that came out like in the 90s. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's a really great movie. Because it, it wasn't like didn't hit the cliches or like any of the stereotypes. Right. You know, it was kind of its own thing. Because you've got, if I'm remembering this right, the younger sister mm-hmm. who wants to date the popular guy. Yep. But then he dated the older sister at some point or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like the outcast. And so the younger sister's pissed because the sister is, the older sister's like cramping her, her bro stats, you know? Yep, her bro stats. <laughs> and so then along comes, she's like, don't the parents say, well, you can't go to a dance unless your sister goes to a dance or whatever. So then the sister tries to hook her up and then mm-hmm. that ends up like paying Heath Ledger yep. to come in. But then they end up actually... But it kind of did have, actually it did have the cliches because she's like the painter chick and everything and she's like all, like, it, it is kind of like, uh, what is that movie with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. where they like turn the the nerdy chick into like the super hot girl? Like kind of that, it was kind of the same thing. Right. I don't know. I, I just didn't hate it though. Like right. no, but I, Maybe I it was just because that. the actors or. And the music was good and everything. And, and the most important part, the little sister um the younger sister her name is larissa olenek she is a uh, secret world of alex back and i loved her uh when i was growing up and wasn't she in like 30 rock also maybe i don't know i didn't watch 30 rock not 30 rock third rock from the sun i don't know what the fuck she was, was in that? babysitter's club she was in 10 things i hate about you secret world of alex mac she was in les mes she kind of just faded away huh i think so yeah but i really liked her um you know like back in those days hell yeah you got anything else on that just a little Shout out to that movie. Um, yeah, I want to say the 10 things that I hate about you. I want to quote it. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're right. I hate the way you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh and even worse when you make me cry. <laughs> I hate it when you're not around. And the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Howard Hughes, we love you. We do love you. Rest in peace. You know what that is? Oh, also, um, rest in peace, Heath Ledger, too. True. You know what that is? Yep. That's totally the 90s. Bum, bum, bum. All right, now we are back to Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Not Die Easy. Nope. Not Die um, whatever is in between easy and hard, like average. Uh, give it a minute. Just die hard. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. you know, because this was like his first real big like lead role. He came out swinging and he had that hair, you know, and for the longest time, like if you go to the future, mm-hmm. what's that? What's Bruce Willis? Bald, bald motherfucker. BMF. And you know why is because of this movie. So I'm going to set the stage for you. Kay. You've got badass German in sweatpants. That goes after John McClane. John McClane throws his ass down the stairs, sends him down the elevator, ho, ho, ho style, right? Mm-hmm. So then obviously he's got an angry brother because when you have one angry blonde German, you have to have like an older brother that's blonder and more angry, right? Mm-hmm. So John McClane kills his brother and then he's out for blood. He's like, I'm going to get you. Blood and sport. Right. And Hans is like, look, man, I know your brother's dead. We're going to get this guy. We got to get the money also. Yep. Go find him. But whatever you do, do whatever you want. Just don't get chains wrapped around your neck. Hmm. He's like, that's the one piece of advice he gives me. Like, okay, that's oddly specific, but yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do it, man. That, you know that's your Achilles heel. Right. That's what kills us. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts us. Chains around your neck. Yeah. He's like, okay, I won't do that. I promise. So then uh, he goes out there. Right. And he's fucking chasing him down, right? Getting him. Right. And so I completely forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I don't know where you were either, but it has to do with him being bald. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so then he gets in the they they finally cross paths, right? Okay. I mean, after he chases him down, they shoot him off the roof, and yeah. he crawls through the ductwork and like this whole build up thing. So they finally confront, and he's like fighting, and John McClane punches him a couple times, and then he takes like six or seven kicks to the face, and then they end up on the stairs, and um. German guy grabs onto his whole hair and just like is yanking his hair. I don't know if you remember this part or not, but he just, no. could, but me as a guy with no hair, I remember this mm-hmm. stuff. He's like just really pulling that hair. And then that's the point where John McLean kind of reaches behind him and grabs that chain and wraps it around his neck. Okay. And then 
And then he's like, this isn't worth it. And he's like, shit, I knew I was not supposed to get change wrapped around my neck. But then after that, Bruce Willis cuts his hair. He's like, shaves it off. It's like, I'm never getting my hair pulled by a freaking crazy German guy again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't think of any other movies where he gets his hair pulled. Well, because he doesn't have hair after that. True. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I don't know why I wanted to talk about that. Talk about that for like six minutes, but anyways, <laughs> it's a good story though. <laughs> That's probably what happened, you know. Um, I always th- my thought was that um, my theory why he doesn't have hair anymore is because um, he was married to Demi Moore, and then she shaved her head, and everyone was like, "She's hot as fuck," and he's like, "Hey, I'm hot as fuck too. Nobody's gonna outshine me, right?" And he's like, "GI Bruce, am I right, everyone?" And they're like, "All right, you look good too." He's like, yes, you do look good. Actually, kind of wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. because at the beginning, you know, when he's taking his shoes off and he's doing his little toe fists, yeah. he actually does take his shirt off mm-hmm. and he's got that tank top on. He's ripped motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. He's not like your typical Arnold or mm-hmm. Stallone have to be all fucking bulked up and shit, but he's good yeah. looking. Like, Yeah. If I'd... I would have had a heart attack at that moment, they would have called me diehard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be fair, there were boobs also. Yeah. Um, in Corey's yeah. family. <laughs> and I'm like a ghost and I'm like, doesn't matter. I still die hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we hard in the afterlife, man. <laughs> so dumb. So messed up. <laughs> so anyways, back to the movie. Um, so we're moving on. We're kind of jumping all over like we always do. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about the salesman. The little cracked out motherfucker that tries to sell out John McClane. Oh, Cokehead? Yeah. What do you think about his plan going in there and just like... It sounds like a plan of somebody on cocaine. Yeah, he's like way arrogant. He's like, this is a bitch. Right. I sell million dollar deals every day. I can go in here and get us out of this, right? Mm-hmm. Look, man, you're just trying to get some money, right? Look, I can give you John McClane. And some money. Mm-hmm. And... Didn't work at all for him. No. Pretty much all it did was just like tell him that his name was John McClane, right? Mm-hmm. But at least his wife had sense to go by Gennaro, you know? She, because see, John McClane like took it personal. He started a fight. He's like, you know what? You put Gennaro on your fucking door. You put Gennaro here. You put the picture down. It's a pretty you know? generic name. Yeah. You ask me. And she's like, look, John, who has the most generic name of all. Yeah. I put Gennaro on here just in case we ever get attacked by terrorists and you're out there saving the day. Right. And so then that way they can't use me as leverage. Right. What if she's kind of like, um, hold up, I knew this day was going to happen. And she's like, does anyone have a car phone? Thanks. She calls John McClane. He's, he's like up in the ductwork and he's like, I can't fucking talk right now. And she's like, no, no, I was right. I used Gennaro. These motherfuckers showed up. They don't know that we're married. And he's like, I admitted that you're right. And she's like, say it louder. And he's like, you're fucking, you're all, you're right. Okay. Goddamn. <laughs> and she's like, thanks. And then hangs up. Boop. And then it's just like, <laughs> like up in the ductwork. Boop. And it's just like, oh, you guys married? And she's like, no, no. But is there somebody in that ductwork? What's going on up there? Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Where were we? I don't know. We talked about me being a ghost, being dead. We talked about John McClane taking cell phone calls in a, Duck work. We're just off oh. the rails at this point. Let's uh, talk about amateur hour John McClane for a second. On the airplane, he tells that guy, he's like, yeah, I've been a cop for 11 years. So basically I know my shit, you know, Yep. like boasting. And then he rides in the front seat of the limo because no way he's riding in the back. Mm-hmm. And then he takes out like three of the fucking guys and he calls on the emergency line because he knows exactly which station is the emergency line on the radio. Mm-hmm. He throws the fucking body down and hits the car perfectly. You know, he's on point. Yep. He's so, got all that shit going. Then, at some point, Hans is like, fuck, man, everybody's messing up. I got to go check this out for myself, right? So then what happens? John McClane's like, hey, guy, what are you doing up here? And then Hans starts crying like, oh, I'm so scared. These guys are going to kill me. Plays him like a fiddle mm-hmm. to a point. I mean, John does give him a gun that's empty. But after he tells him everything about himself, you right. know, he's like, oh, I'm a cop. I'm from New York. I am not wearing any shoes, you know, mm-hmm. like tells him his whole life story. And then at the very end, he's like, oh, shit, maybe this is a bad dude. Right. I don't know how he did. He thought that he's like, what are you doing up on the roof? You know, um, <clears throat> but like, yeah, how 
unless he knew and was just like playing it. But then he didn't play very, very coy unless he wanted to keep him alive because like he figured it out at some point. Right. But like, yeah, you got to be able to figure that out much sooner, you know? Yeah, because he's been talking to this guy on the radio. But he had a good accent. Maybe that was why. Yeah. I don't know. Did he really change his voice? Mm-hmm. He yeah, did. he completely went from his German accent to his uh, to an American accent. All right, I'll give really him well. that. Mm-hmm. But at least John did give him an unloaded gun. Yeah. But then... But that's when he knew, because he gave him the unloaded gun. That's when he figured it out. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, now I got the drop on you. But then that's when everybody else showed up. Mm-hmm. The Calvary. Yeah, yeah. I would have got him before he um, said on the walkie-talkie, hey, I got um, No Shoes Jackson down here. Come shoot him up. Yeah, at that point, just shoot. Mm-hmm. Just take him out. Nobody's going to say a word. Maybe he, well, I mean, like, if he didn't, maybe just, like, trying to figure out, like, some information. Because he didn't shoot him for a reason, and that reason was because all of the roof was completely wired to blow. So maybe he would have not caught that, and then the roof still would have blown up. Right. And then all those people would have died. Right. So maybe it's, like, creative um, writing in the movie kind of weaved its way for him to fuck up there, and then it'd be beneficial (laughs) for him to know that the... Roof was wired with explosives. <laughs> it's like it was written that way. It's like, oh shit, we actually planned ahead when we were writing. Right. <laughs> what if the sequel of this movie was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? You ever seen that one? Just like sort of. I just know that some nerdy dude makes a machine and then some meatballs happen. Right, but like he's a young kid and he's like a, like a inventor mm-hmm. and he invents spray on shoes. So he like sprays his shoes on, but then he, like there's no way to take them off. So he's like permanently has spray on shoes. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, I'll never let this happen again. <laughs> what if that kid's like just watching Die Hard? He's like, you know, I'm going to have some shoes, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to save the day someday. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so like the um, the uh, sequel to that, the Rock movie when he's saving the building with one leg is called like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. And some kid's just like, spray on legs. <laughs> It's fucking genius. <laughs> he just sprays on like an outer coat and just like every ends up being like an exoskeleton right. things. Like, oh, just watch an action he movie. He calls and... like Cloudy of, with a chance of meatballs one. He's like, hey, I noticed your sneaker sales are down by exactly half, which is weird, right? Check this out. I got a leg machine. <laughs> sell twice as many shoes. <laughs> and they're like, just go into business, you know? You're like, well, if you only have one leg, you only right. need one shoe, right? <laughs> What if we give all these one-legged motherfuckers another leg? <laughs> right? We're doubling up, man. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> don't ask me why I just thought of that. But. I don't know either, but it worked out. <laughs> so, anyways, where are we? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, the FBI a little bit. Oh, yeah, Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. So, we kind of talked about this a little bit when it came in. It's like every action movie. It's like you got a hostage situation. Local PD is in here. And then what happens? FBI shows up and they're like, oh, the feds are here. And then it's like this, like, they have to whip out their dicks and say, who's bigger? Oh. Right. They got this little cockfight here. Johnson is obviously bigger. Well, their names are Big Johnson and Little Johnson, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Like, would you want to be called Little Johnson or Big Johnson? What if you were just like, I'm just average Joe Johnson? That's like, you know how like they're um, like Robin Hood and Little John Walker. I'd be like, hold up. Did you just fucking call me Little John? And then he's like, he's like, why do they call me Little John, Robin? And he's like, not now, because <laughs> like they're in the like woods and like the sheriff. Not he's like, no, why do they call me Little John, Robin? He's like, look, I didn't want to get into this right now because we're like in the middle of some shit. But you know, like people have been talking. He's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> what if he's like, I'm changing my name now. I'm Big Jim. Yeah, you know what they call me? Fucking. Big Dick Johnson. And then, like, uh, <laughs> the sheriff of Nottingham's like, why is that Bush yelling about Big Dick Johnson? And they get <laughs> caught in jail and everything. And they're just like, this is your fault. He's like, no, this is your fault. <laughs> they're at the hangman's post, just still arguing. He's like, fine, prove it. <laughs> Zips it down. They're like, all right, I'm sorry. For all right, little, little John. No, they're like, little John, you're still um, being tried for treason. He's like, look, I told y'all it's November 7th. It's fucking cold out here. <laughs> You know how cold it is in England on November 7th? Little John cold. Yeah, it's about one inch cold. Hang me in summer, we'll find out what's hanging. <laughs> That's his last words. <laughs> Be like, in summertime, we'll need two nooses. It's like, like his headstone's just like claimed to have a, claimed he wasn't so little, but it just says like claimed. <laughs> 
And it's got a picture of his ruler next to it. And there's a mark. No, all it says is like Little John, eighteen hundred to eighteen seventy three or whatever. And then it like the quote is just like, "Dig me up in July, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around and find out." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was a complete U turn, but yeah, I mean that's the FBI, yeah, you know. That is Johnson and Johnson, yeah, and so Robin Hood, which has uh, fucking Hans Gruber in it. So this is true. Still work. Uh, back to the story here. Um, how does this end? Oh, with fucking Hans going flying out the roof. So because then he find. So we got. Oh, let's talk about the media a little bit. That fucking. Oh, dickhead. those fucking media. Yeah. So here we are about to save the day, right? Mm-hmm. He saves the hostages. Um, the limo driver. He wipes out the getaway van. Yep. And everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. But then that stupid reporter, because he's got to make some money. He goes and threatens the homemaker, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you better let me talk to them. Yeah, kids. call immigrations. And so what kind of piece of shit do you have to be to break into a house at midnight on Christmas Eve and tell like a five-year-old kid that their parents are going to mm-hmm. die in this statue or in this building? Right. And it's like, oh, please come home, mommy. And then mm-hmm. that's how Hans finds out what's He's what. Like, Wait right? a second. And it lifts up the picture frame. He's like, shit, that girl, this girl, Gennaro, generic. Huh. He's like, Mr. Uh, Bruce, before I kill you, I just need to give you a high five. Hey, cowboy. Did you do it cowboy style? And then he's like, high fives him. But I think like that that is not legal. Like I don't think cause, like news people can't just go like break into someone's house and ask them what's going on in the news anymore. I think there's like laws against that now, right? Right. And they watch this movie. And she fucking knocks yeah. him out, right? She sucker punches yeah, she him. punches him. And then... He's in a second Die Hard also, and I think she might nut punch him or something in that one too because like he's oh. scared of her. Yeah, because they they confront and he's like, "Oh shit, get that bitch away from me! I got to restrain her. She's crazy." And she's like, "Come at me! Yeah, come at me!" They don't call Not. me Holly Gennaro for nothing. That's right. Maybe Holly is a Holly. It's something Gennaro, Miss Gennaro, Ms. Gennaro, Ms. So, anyways, so yeah, fucking media. He fucks it up for him, and so then <laughs> I was <laughs> just thinking, sorry, like. What if um, Hans was just like, that motherfucker won't stop crawling through these ducks. We don't know where he's at. He's, and so he's just like, he's like, you, come over here. What's your name? Ms. Gennaro. And then he's just here like, fuck. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> he's like, way to go, Bruce Willis. God damn it. Because you remember like who he's in the mirror. He's like, way to go, John. You really fucked that up. Right? <laughs> She's just like, Ms. Gennaro. And then it's just like a fucking... Uh, like dark, and she's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> uh, didn't stand a chance, and they just leave. And then there's not Die Hard Two or Die Hard mm-hmm. with a Vengeance or Live die Free or Die Hard. hard or yeah, this. there is. I've never seen any of them. You've never seen any of them? Nope, just Die uh, Hard. Live Free or Die Hard actually has um, Timothy Oliphant in it, and the I can't remember her name. You probably do. You remember Scott Pilgrim? Yep, the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's in it. She's Mary Louise Winstead or whatever. Yeah, because in this one, it obviously has his kids, right? It shows that he has a daughter and a son. Oh, wait, I have seen that. Because then she's his daughter, and uh, and then it's got uh, that other dude. Her name's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. Anyways, but I like all the Die Hard movies. Mm -hmm. I like the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yep, that's her. And uh, Justin Long. Yep. So, but that one's all about computer stuff and crazy people. Yeah, I like that movie. I did. I did see that one. They should call it, like, Die Hard with a Chance of Meatballs. There you go. We got to get fucking shoes on these people. And feed everybody meatballs. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, then they've got her hostage, and he's like, hey, John McClane, we've got your wife. I don't know why she has a different name. Like, is she available? Like, is this, a, like, is this an yeah, what's going on there? thing? Or, you I'll know, do you. I have a chance? I recently came into some money. Hmm. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, that motherfucker. So he comes down there. And does some shooting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Bruce Willis. That's does. what cowboys do. Yeah, he just does, does some shooting or whatever. Mister Cowboy. And then uh, he ends up flying out the window, and she goes out the window too. And this is where Carrie's freaking out. She's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, she bucked that, and he's got a hold of her. But then they have to sacrifice that Rolex, you know, because he's holding onto her wrist. And he's oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. Get rid of that because it was like the company. Yeah, that's what the company got it. And so then Hans goes flying down, and then that's when it flashes back to old Carl Winslow. And uh, principal, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And they just like watch this. It's like a forty-five second long screen, just like boom. Uh, 
It was a silly joke. I just don't remember what it was. It was probably something like, man, I wish that guy was like uh, Air Jordan or... At least I have shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else for Die Hard? Carl Winslow's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, he is because the chains around the guy's neck actually doesn't kill him. Mm -hmm. And he came out and he's like, he looks over at the ground and sees Hans on the ground, pancake style. He's like, bitch, you said chains around my neck were bad. Mm -hmm. But then Carl puts him down. Yep. He like flies out. He's like, motherfucker, I gotta. Because he wants to get John for killing his brother. Right. And Carl Winslow, because earlier in the story, he's like, I'm on light duty because, you know, I had like a run in and I accidentally killed someone I wasn't supposed to. We didn't say. He says he shot someone. I, I would assume that. Yeah. Um, he, he killed him. But, um, but then he just. So he's on like administrative desk job and stuff. Yeah, he just doesn't want to pull his gun on anybody. Right. And then when the time comes, fucking. He's the hero. Got him. He goes home. His wife's like, do you bring them Twinkies? And he's like, if you buy Twinkies, you mean my, yep, I got them. I got your Twinkies and something else. Hell yeah, I saved the day. So I need that uh, hero prize. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I need, you know, what you got? And she's like, bitch, I'm eight months pregnant. Give me them Twinkies and that. Is it like, is that code name? Twinkie code name for uh, maybe. I don't know <laughs> what it would be. Yep. And then it's just awesome. But I love how like, back up just a little bit because he comes out of the tower and everything and then he just locks eyes and he's like that's that motherfucker i know it you know and then like what if he's like thanks for all your help man and then he's just like what i i just showed up what do you who, just got here <laughs> help with what like i he's like thanks man we, we were putting that fire out um and he's like wait you're not carl winslow and he's like oh no 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 that that's this guy and then the guy's <laughs> over there like the fuck man i thought we were like friends we've been through so much shit together you thought i waved at you on the roof you thought that i was steve fucking come on man do you know what steve does i don't fucking know nothing he He showed up he showed up after everyone was dead yeah and he's like hey guys i'm here what do you need yeah like nothing fucking cpa (laughs) yeah that's a die hard Mm -hmm. and i mean we you died hard hans gruber died hard um People got strangled. You know, there was a couple of titties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it set up a, an entire career. Yeah. Carl Winslow advanced his police career. Um, you Bought know. some ghosts. Yeah. So let's just... Uh, a drinking game was invented. Take a shot every time Carl Winslow's a cop. That's a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yeah. So what else you got for me? Man, I just love these fucking holidays. It's true. That's what I got. So what are we doing uh, next week? Um, next week we're gonna bust into our last Christmas movie, except for our Christmas special. Yep. Oh, and our Patreon special. So we have two other ones. Yeah, there's still three more Christmas episodes coming down the pipeline. But so as far as just regular scheduled episodes, we're going to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. You know what that is? That's basically the 80s. 